Hey guys, this is Kyle and Lauren with Steadfast Marriage Podcast. Listen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Would you do us a favor and share this podcast on your social platform? Lauren and I want to get this content into as many homes as possible. And our promise to you is that all conversation will be Christ-centered and authentic as we talk all things marriage, parenting, and personal finances. So let's get started. Welcome to episode one of the Steadfast Marriage Podcast. Episode one, we're going to be talking about marriage and money, marriage and money. Listen, this is something that is near and dear to Lauren and I's heart. Over the last several months, we have recently launched a financial coaching business. But I would say even more so than that, the reason why it is so special to us and such a a topic we like to talk about is we went through a season of time in our marriage that I would say radically changed our marriage. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. I think uh, in the beginning of our marriage, I was not one to have the discussion about finances. I was nervous to talk about it. I I knew we didn't have a lot and that kind of stressed me out. And so I actually put a lot of pressure, I think, on you to be able to handle the finances on your own. And it wasn't until we um, kind of came together on a united front that we were able to make some real serious changes in our, in our financial situation. Yeah. And I know that I know that was similar to the way a, a lot of married couple ha- couples handle finances where there's one person who really handles the finances and the other one is hey listen if you tell me we're good we're good if you tell me we can't well then we can't and we won't do it this week or this month and that was kind of really how we operated uh, when we first got married I know uh, I was always taught to save, but I didn't really know how to manage money. And so when we got married, and obviously we didn't have a lot, like most married uh, couples starting out, I mean, we made some bonehead decisions, right? I mean, we... We were, what, 20 and 23 when 20 we got married? 20 and 23, <laughs> you know, you bought cars because that's what you do. You go finance cars. And um, and what we realized is that over the, the next three, six, nine months of our marriage that there was a, there was a really big divide, a really big uh, burden, uh, which is funny. Now, Lauren's like, I I didn't know there was anything going on. And this is actually plays into what we're kind of talking about here is I was the one who handled the finances, but because of that, there was a burden that uh, I placed on myself, not that she placed on me, but I felt like it was uh, my responsibility, and 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 I felt like I, in some cases, would let her down in the in the weeks or months that were tight. Um, and so what that did is it 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 unknowingly put a wedge in between our relationship. So when there was a tight week or a tight month, okay, now I have feelings that I'm I'm dropping the ball or I'm failing her in the financial regard. Uh, and so uh, we all handle things differently, right? And for me, I would typically become very uh, introverted, very quiet, very shut down, uh, and very in my own head, all right? And so this attributed to uh, just an, an insane stress level that, to be honest with you, I didn't handle. <laughs> I didn't handle very well, did I? No, and I could tell something was wrong. Um, you know, the other side of that is 
I didn't mean to put expectations on you, but I think that I felt um, like I was coming to you to ask if it was okay to buy something or was constantly, and when you would say no, it was hard because I didn't want to be upset, but I didn't understand why. Um, If I had just looked at the finances, I would understand then that $1, $2 here and there was going to be a big problem (laughs) Um, and that every dollar mattered. And I think that is where the, the wedge came in. And, um, you know, we saw some changes happen immediately when we did, we actually went through Dave Ramsey's financial program and, um, and we've, we've actually gone through it a few times. Kyle's taught it many times and, um, that really changed everything. We had to sit down and do the budget together. And I remember the first time we did the budget, I cried and walked away (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't want to know the reality of really not having any money. And, oh, we don't have enough to point where every dollar goes because every dollar is going somewhere and it's not to where we would like it to go. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. You look at, and depending on what statistics you look at, you see uh, finances in general, money in general is is just about 50%, again, depending on what you're looking at, uh, 50% of their leading cause of divorce. And so when we sat through these programs, Dave Ramsey especially, and we began to realize how much uh, of our finances were tied directly to our uh, was tied directly to our relationship and how we are together. Uh, it was a no brainer. I mean, what we're what we essentially did here is we said, listen, it's extremely uncomfortable. You know, Lauren talked about crying over um, doing a budget and crying, talking about life insurance and putting some of the nece- necessary pieces in place. But what we did there, unknowingly at the time, is we went ahead and we put a stop to. Uh, one of the areas that is a potential pitfall for your relationship. We put a stop to something before it even happened. And if, if money is uh, 50% the leading cause of divorce, well, let's get on the same page now. Let's let's get a plan now. And so one of the things we did is, is what's called a zero-based budget, right? We went down and we get paid uh, every month. And we said, before the month start, here's what we know is coming, and we're going to put everything into a, a budget. If you want, uh, you've got your bills, you've got your mortgage, your electricity, all the normal stuff, right? But then you've got your other spending categories. If you want to go shopping, if you want to buy new sandals, if you want to you know, uh, take the kids on a, on a trip, whatever it is, you're just putting it in the budget, and you're putting it in there as a set dollar amount ahead of time so that there's no surprises. And I will tell you, and I mean this wholeheartedly, and I know Lauren will attest to this, our marriage changed instantaneously. Would you yeah, agree? Absolutely. I think that it was it was freeing. I think even for me, the one who didn't want to deal with finances, it was very freeing to know where every dollar was going and to know, okay, you know what? I can buy that coffee today because we allotted for it and I feel good about the fact that we put it aside. And it's it's almost just giving you that um that sense of allowance on a paper. Um <laughs> it's just a, it's just comfort. Um you know, and, and saying, we know where we're going to put things, or if I want to buy something for the kids, um, I can do it. I can buy them new sneakers this month if we you know, budgeted for it, or if they, Hey, they need new clothes. It's not a stressor. The fact that they need new clothes, it's, Hey, we have this much to go buy new clothes or consignment or whatever it was that we could afford at the time, but we can go do it. Yeah. And we feel like we are taking care of our kids in the way that we need to. Yeah. How, how would you say, if you're looking back, Lauren, over the last 11 years, 
How would you say that that a lot of that principle carries over to today? Obviously, you know, your goal is to grow uh, and and better yourself financially. Thankfully, thankfully, God's been good to us and we have a little more than we did at that time. But with the principle is still the same, right? We're still budgeting. We're still doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you still feel that same freedom? Do you still feel that uh, that you did at that time? Oh, definitely. Even if you do have a surplus each month or um, even if it's a tiny surplus, knowing where where your money is going and knowing what you're able to use it on and um it it's just it's freeing it, it just still is freeing to this day and um and it's exciting to be able to teach that to the kids um you guys don't know us just yet, but you'll come to find out that we have three boys. We have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, and we have another boy on the way. So we have a lot of responsibility here. We have a lot to teach these boys who are going to be men one day and leading their own families and their own finances. And we have started even at a young age to teach them these principles of saving and budgeting. And okay, is this a good purchase or should we wait until we have a little bit more to be able to spend and do this freely. Um, so absolutely. I think there's still benefit to those budgets. Yeah. It's funny. Listen, as, as we're recording this, it's nine 45 at night. Okay. But when you've got three and a half kids, (laughs) you do what you can when you can. Okay. So there is no, like, let's sit down in the middle of the day. There is no way we have a, our house is a zoo. We've got kids running all over the place and I love it. And I wouldn't change it, uh, for one, moment. Listen, here's what I want to say. The word budget, um, the word budget can, can make you feel really constrained. It can really get people really twisted because they think it's constricting. They think it's, man, I, I'm going to have to really pay attention. And in some cases that that's what it is. Some people like to put their head in the sand and just pretend like it's not there. But again, like we just talked about, if you will do what we call a zero-based budget, and again, very simply put, you're putting your monthly expenses on paper before the month starts, okay? And you're getting down until you literally have zero dollars left. So every dollar you want to spend, if you want his and her money, we do quite often. She gets an X amount of money for his and hers, and it depends on the month, right? She wants to go do her nails or whatever it may be. But on paper, it's down until there's no other dollars to allocate. If you will do that, you will see that that there is the freedom that Lauren's talking about. But what the other aspect that I've seen too, it has unified us. And so what what you do when you're married, right? You're a team. You're 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 tackling uh, all things life together. You are a God ordained force to go together. But now this is another aspect of your life where you're working together versus someone carrying the burden and 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 feeling like they have to to carry that burden themselves or hide or, or make decisions that they can now uh, be put put in, in in positions of blame for. Right now, listen. If something goes and it's not a pretty scenario, well, listen. We talked about this and we were in this together, all right? It didn't turn out the way we wanted it, but but God's good and he's going to see us through it. So I think even more than than the freedom is the fact that now we were two two minds running in the same uh, same direction and and it truly has been uh, it had been a godsend so again a zero uh, a zero based budget is is a game changer in your marriage what was what would you say was one of the other areas of finances that was was a, a tough tackle for us in the in the beginning 
Um, I think it was looking at all of the things that we owed and getting yeah. to that point of, okay, you know, how do we tackle these, um, these debts that we have and, you know, which one do you do first? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's too many to look at and we're never going to be debt free. Mm-hmm. And we'll, wh- how, how do you do this when you can't even have a little extra each month? Um, so that was one of the other challenges was, you know, working through that. And I know that it took us six years to get to the point of the debt-free situation in our finances. But, uh, you know, six years of hard work and some sacrifices along the way. Yeah, six years, just over, I think it was just over $100,000, $101,000. And listen, this was not, you know, we weren't out racking up credit cards on lavish trips, right? These were student loans. This was, you know, going and financing a car because, well, that's what America tells you to do, right? You need a car, so you go finance a car. And before we knew it, this this huge amount of debt that we didn't really pay attention to, and, and if I'm being really honest, we didn't even know we were really doing anything um, uh I'm going to say wrong, but harmful to our financial future. That's a good way to put it. Mm. Um, Until we started looking at it and we realized, man, there's a lot of money going out every single month from our income that we don't get to reap the benefits from because of these situations. So we went into attack mode. I mean, we literally went into attack mode. We could have probably done it a lot faster if, if we're being honest in, in that regard. There was just, yeah. um, you know, things that we we had to do, take care of. And obviously, uh, three blessings along the way uh, can, can slow things down financially with medical bills. But we went into attack mode and we said, you know what? No, you know, Proverbs says, uh, the book of Proverbs says that the borrower is slave to the lender. That means that uh, uh, if you have money, if someone has lent you money, you in this case, you've, you've financed a car, you're a slave to Capital One, you're a slave to Chase Bank, you're a slave to uh, uh, Ford or Chevy or whoever has financed your car until you pay them back in full. And we wanted to get out of the grips of any financial institution one, so we could have that financial freedom, but two, so we could be able to position ourselves moving forward in, in terms of retirement and kids' uh, school planning and all these other things that uh, move forward at, at a faster rate. And so we did, man. We wiped out debt. We were, we were, <laughs> we were shedding things left and right. And I will tell you, if you're, if you're listening on the other side of this and you're like, well, that sounds great, uh, but that's impossible. It is possible. We serve the God of the impossible. And I will tell you right now that that mountain of debt that you may be standing in front of and looking at and realizing, oh man, I never thought twice about this until just now. One, pray. Pray like it depends on him and behave like it depends on you. And those two things are a deadly combination. And when you begin to put every dollar you have towards eliminating your debt, there is a freedom that comes from it that is, it's unspeakable. It's it's almost hard to fathom until you uh, reach it on, on that side. What would you say to someone right now who is married 10, 20, 30 years? They, they're set in their ways. Um, and, and may, uh, may want to change their situation, but don't know where to start. What, what, what's, what's something you would tell them? I think the first step, like we said, is um, getting on the same page and just talking about it together, kind of coming up with a game plan of, 
you know, we see these areas that we need to work on and we're willing to work on them together and it's going to be clunky and it's going to be uncomfortable for some, but you know what? We're going to do it together. And that Mm. first step is what's important of, um, you know, just kind of jumping in and taking the plunge and that first step of we're going to commit to this. Even if you say, okay, we're committing for one month and then it becomes two months and three months. And before you know it, your whole life has changed. And, um, and it was just with one yes that you said, um, you know, getting on the same page is, it is just this feeling of, it's it, it's a weird way to put it, but it's a feeling of an intimacy with each other that mm. you are you're understanding each other more mm. and you're really getting to know each other on a deeper level in a sense of how does your mind work or how does her mind work or you know what 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 stresses her out at night that you didn't realize and you're kind of you end up talking about these different things and it brings up new areas in your marriage that you can kind of work through as be and and finances was an underlying yeah. reason for all of those yeah. things yeah um, you know, I think that that brought up a lot of communication between us. A lot of f- couples struggle with communication, but yet maybe one of the things that you need to start communicating on is your finances, yeah. you know, yeah, starting I, there. Yeah. I would say, I would say when you start talking finances, it forces you to communicate. It forces you to communicate in a way that may be uncomfortable for you and your spouse, depending on the current season you're in. Uh, and if I'm brutally honest, I'm telling you right now that when we were first married, the financial stress that we were in again because of decisions that we made right i'm not i'm not saying we're the victims we made really poor choices here but i handled it in a way and the way i channeled that stress it it put a divide between uh lauren and i in our intimacy levels one that if if you know she's looking uh from the day to day probably didn't notice but we were also newly married. So then when that wall and that divide is broken down and then you see what true intimacy is like, you know, where there's no walls, there's no barriers, there's nothing hidden, then you can realize, wow, we really were, we really were, um, on two in- different ends of the spectrum here, right? So, uh, communicate. I would say that, um, the process, um, don't despise the process because there is growth in the process. Mm-hmm. There will be growth for you personally, uh, but there will also be growth in your marriage as you go through this together. All right. The enemy, uh, the enemy wants to, uh, cause you to focus on the negative, right? The Bible says that the enemy is roaring, uh, is going around like a roaring lion seeking to whom he might devour. And part of that is with lies and deception and putting doubt in your mind. All right. Listen. The negative is never from the Lord. So if you have a negative thought, especially focusing on your finances, that is not from the Lord. You can't change situations. You can't change uh, behaviors or decisions that were made. So it doesn't do any good to go back into what was. Let's focus on the future and the and the path that you and I are on. Let's lock arms together, babe, you and me, and let's knock this out. And I will tell you that the there is just such... There is such a difference in in your intimacy level as a as a married couple. As a male, you have to understand. Listen, wives, if you're on the other side of this, men attribute money to um, uh, success. Men attribute money to um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking here? Security. Uh, well, women is security, right? Okay. So, so women women see it as security, but for men, it's almost a status. That's the word I'm looking mm. for. Men and money is status. Women and money is security, right? So when a man feels less than or lacking in his financial, it's it's okay. I I'm less than my brothers or I'm less than my friends or whatever in status. And men, if you're listening, if you are in a financial rut right now, your wife is feeling very insecure. She's feeling, uh, not very stable, right? So there's, there's two different viewpoints in, in, in a disconnect there that can easily be merged just from getting at the table together and having conversations, right? Yeah. I was going to say on the side of, you know, from the woman's side, that security that you talk about, it's a, it's almost like you, you you underlyingly feel that everything's just crumbling down around you. Like when you know that there's financial issues and you, you don't know maybe how to solve it, you just kind of feel like everything is really bad and really, really, really bad. Yeah, you know, yeah, you would tell yeah. me it's not, you know, we're okay, we're okay. But, but I could tell there was something else there. I just didn't know how bad it was yeah. or if we had only $4 in the checking account that yeah. week and we're living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, guys, yeah. we did this. We we had a time in our lives where there was $4 from Monday through Friday and we had to wait till Friday and yeah. Lord, please let nothing happen, yeah. you know, but hey, we're still going to tithe through it. That's another sermon uh, for another go. day. Listen, <laughs> she brought it up. Okay, here we are. All right, here's the here's the here's the ending of the first podcast, okay? <laughs> Anything financial, we have to understand that we are we are stewards of God's resources. It's not our money. It's not your money. If you believe it's yours, try to take it with you when you go. Okay, when you pass, <laughs> try to take it wherever you go. It's His money. We are stewards of it. The first step, right? The first step in your local pastor. He's going to thank me for this. Okay, the first step if you want to truly see change in your finances, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to start tithing. I will tell you when Lauren and I were first married, we had just had our old, uh, our oldest Bentley. He was literally weeks old, and we had uh, we had given here and there at, at our church before moving up to uh, to Connecticut. And we were we were faced with a situation. We had just gotten paid, literally just gotten paid on Friday, and uh, if we were going to be faithful and tithe that week, we would literally have seven dollars in our checking account. Okay. Now listen, I'm a new husband, essentially within a year and a half. I'm a new father within weeks. Uh, So you talk about the male role as provider and protector, husband and father. I am shaking in my boots. And I will tell you that we prayed over that and we did tithe on Friday and we had to make it seven days with $7 in our checking account. And we prayed and I I won't, I listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We were uncomfortable. We did it in faith. And man, I'm telling you, God came through in a way that you can never imagine. We had that night, a family member, unbeknownst to us, unknowing to any of our situation, uh, dropped off uh, not only diapers and wipes for us, but also a week's worth of groceries. Later that week, it was a Tuesday. Now, this was something like out of a movie. I'm I'm going, we had to walk across the street to the mailbox. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Had to walk across <laughs> the street to the mailbox. It must have fallen out of my hand or out of the mailbox uh, when when she put the mail, the mail lady put the mail in the box. As I looked down crossing the street on this snow embankment, dead of winter, piles of snow everywhere, sitting on the snow embankment is a check, uh, an envelope 
with our name on it, which turns out to be a check from her grandfather. He just was thinking of us, wanted us to know that he loved us, and there was a check for $300, okay? I'm telling you right now, when you invite God into your finances, things happen supernaturally that blow your mind, all right? Ephesians says that our God is able to do infinitely more than we could ask or imagine, and we have seen that time and time again. So the most critical takeaway I want you to take away from this uh, from this podcast episode, as you sit down with your spouse and as you guys begin to have these conversations, invite God into that conversation. You're stewards of it. It's his resources. And I want you to begin tithing and I want you to watch what God does, not just in your financial world, right. but watch what he does right in your marriage, yeah. right? Watch in what he does. In your marriage and in your health. And, yeah. and it just, it doesn't necessarily mean he is going to send, someone's going to send you a check. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily come that way, but yeah. maybe it is a, a, bl- a little blessing here and there. And open your eyes to see those blessings yeah. as you're doing it. Yeah. And allow him to to you know to do that in your life where you're you're acknowledging him in in those situations. Yeah, maybe you have a, a fully healthy family. Come on, in the middle of this pandemic, that that is not something to take for granted. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have kids that that serve the Lord or that love and honor their mom and dad. That's a blessing, right? God doesn't just pay in in money in in dollars, right? His currency is is far greater than anything we could imagine. Yeah. Uh, so I want to encourage you in that regard. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. We look forward to our next episode where we're going to continue on the finance discussion. And then uh, moving forward, we're going to talk marriage and parenting and all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Guys, thank you again for joining us. We look forward to being with you very soon. God bless. Mm -hmm.